Hi, I'm Marianne Talkovsky, and you're listening to the Humanity Speaks podcast. With over a decade of experience as a holistic health practitioner and face reader, I've read hundreds of faces and elevated how many people see themselves. Every person's facial features tell a story of who they are and who they came to be. And in this podcast, you will hear what people see and learn about themselves while looking in the mirror. You won't want to miss an episode, so be sure to subscribe. I am interviewing my own mother in this episode, who is brave enough to face herself in the mirror and share her story of becoming an American. As an island girl from the Philippines, she shares her perspective for living in the U.S. Since recording this episode, she has shared how she trusts herself to be resourceful, especially during stressful times, all from what I revealed as evident in reading her face. Listen to the end to hear what I learned from her, even as a child, that humanity needs most. Okay, so Humanity Speaks. We are recording another episode. I have Lily Chalmers, my mom. (laughs) Welcome. And um, so here is my intention with having you here. First of all, you're in town. So it's great to be able to take advantage of this opportunity that you're here because you don't live in Indianapolis. You live where? Missouri. Next to Missouri. Or for 30 years. 30 years. Oh my gosh. When you say it like that, that's like mind blowing. Yeah. Um, so my intention was to have, take advantage of this opportunity. And um, I'm just one of those people that I don't know why I think this way. And I've shared this with you. Um, if Jasmine, my daughter, who's two and a half, who mm-hmm. is your granddaughter, mm-hmm. wants to hear your story in the future that she has something so i thought it'd be really cool for you to be able to share you know just a couple of snippets into your life and under the umbrella of humanity speaks i will be asking you stories asking you about stories in your life prompting you with a little bit of chinese face reading um just so you have some direction about telling stories that were really relevant to you who you are now yeah that she could here because i know it would be real i told you this it would be really cool if i was able to hear my own grandmother's stories and i don't have something like that we we didn't have the technology back then so and um and then even dad you know he passed away uh six years ago i only have a couple of videos of him so anyways if i thought it'd be really cool to capture Mm -hmm. some stories and and also uh just to preface this with if this helps even one person, then that's enough for me. And I hope that's enough for you, too. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, it's always good to share, you know, what we learn in life to others. And with my case, I am very privileged. And I'm so happy you're doing this interview. Um because it's like you said it will it's a privilege that my granddaughter that i love and even if i go out of this world she has something to listen to what really part of me who 
who I am, really. Her bloodline, where she came from. Yeah, yeah. and my my thought in life, you know. Yeah. My values, my my belief, and really my foundation of who I am. I want her to know that. Yeah. Yeah, but and, you're you're not going anywhere right now. So let's. <laughs> so why don't you take a deep breath with me, Mom? Yes. Here, so let's take a deep breath together, and I'm just going to invite the guides of the highest truth and compassion to be here with us now, and allow you to express your fullest truth, your authenticity, your heart. So, where do you want to start? Do you want to talk about like your upbringing? You you were born and raised. We can where? start there, so they okay. know the and also. If Jasmine will have a chance to hear it, she will know. Instead of me telling her right now, she's so young, she don't, it's not the time to know me. Yeah. And I think it's also important, um, not just for Jasmine, but other people to be aware of yes. what it's like to be raised in a different country and then come to the States. The difference, yes. Yeah. So I think, you know, it'd be really great to hear that perspective too. I'm, I'm very thankful that and grateful that uh, it gave us this moment that we can do this because of the technology. Yeah. Okay. Well, my name is Lily. I am been in, I'm came from the Philippines. I was born in the Philippines till Till I got married to my husband, I was 17. So you grew up in the Philippines. Yeah. I and just for up. some context, it's it's a country with over 7,000 islands. Yes. And it's, the it, yeah, it's 7,000 island and it's, they have a lot of dialects, you know, I think it's 7,500 dialects, but it's been colonized with America during World War II. So the culture is a mixture of Philippine culture and have some American influence. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and Spanish. And Spanish, and Chinese. because they were trying to call, you know, come to take over back in World War II. So, and that's part of our history. And, um, so you were born, like, in in the context of the, the location, if Manila, is that in the center? Uh, Philippines have a, on the map, looking at the map, they have three regions. Mm -hmm. Manila is the top, Visaya is, Min, is in the middle, which mm -hmm. where I came from, okay. I was born, and Mindanao, which is a lot of uh, Muslim. Okay. Okay, so I was in the middle in... The middle of the region. Of the region, yes. Okay. It's a little island, but... Because the main import, uh, airport is Manila. People fly yes. in. So in order to get to... That's the capital. The capital. In order to get to where you were born and raised, it's like another flight. And then... Yes, an hour and a half flight. Okay. Or an hour, yes. And... Um, so what was it like growing up? Growing up in the Philippines... Back in the seventies, which were were my generation, was a very poor country. I mean, um, I came from poor family, but 
not because there wasn't an opportunity. It was because of my dad, of his, uh, uh, the way he has all his um, drinking and all, you know. He was an alcoholic. Alcoholic. So it, it took away our um, opportunity to become, you know, successful and and able to get, you know, finish school. But I was the only one that was willing to finish school. I really wanted to because nobody in my family was not able to even finish high school. So, so you value education. I value education. I value family. I value a lot of things in life. The privilege of being having a life, you know. Um, um, you had shared with me stories about Christmas and what that was like living in a village mm -hmm. with some of the things like you were talking about having even just joy to be gifted an apple. Yes. Um, my kind of life since our you know, um, since my dad has, uh, economically, we, we didn't have it because of his, all his drinking and gambling and all that. So we didn't have the privilege to have a lot of things. So every little things we have was a big thing. Apple, we appreciate every little thing. That is the difference I am actually blessed because I was able to see the difference of being poor and being here in the U.S. where you're privileged to have what you can have here. Yeah. Uh, and it, I really, you know, even now I've learned the, that Little things I don't take for granted. I don't take for granted my time with my kids. Yeah. Those are very big things to me. I value every time, every little time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like, I'm. thank you for sharing this. I feel like a lot of people don't really know what they have until they don't have it or if they've never had it. And even just in current times with the pandemic, people are talking about how they're craving more connection and social mm -hmm. interactions because that has been limited. Yeah. And so now they're more grateful and uh, they're appreciative of those connections and experiences that they can share with, with people that mm -hmm. have been limited right now. So I can see, I, I mean, I've only been to the Philippines twice once you know being born there six months old we left 10 yes. and then the second time 2010 you took yeah. me there and i remember like being raised as an american seeing you know um well you can speak to this being being visiting the village and seeing how uh people were taking showers on the side of the road with their clothes on because there was one yeah. water source 
and also people um, just using coconut shells yes. as their source of fuel for creating fire and being able to cook and yeah. not having the running water. And, you know, I have so many fond memories of simple the life. simplicity in life. And that's one thing I, I know that uh, the simplicity is really what built into in myself. So even though I have more now than I ever have being here and being uh, in the U.S. for 42 years, and I'm actually American. Now, it's like I'm more American than Filipino. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you left the Philippines when you were 17, and you yeah. like you said, you lived here for 42 years. So your foundation was the Philippines. Mm -hmm. Can you speak to, even just take us there, like what was it like on the dirt roads and growing up, like waking up? Was there indoor plumbing? Like ex explain a day in the life of your childhood. Hardship. Are you going through the hardship? And to me, to, to them it was, well, compared to here is the hardship. But for me, I look at it now, it's actually, I was privileged to see the other part of life that people don't even see. And I compare it, and I like them both, because I learned from it. Um, even though I have more stuff, more things now that I ever have, I still go back to my foundation as being Oh, um, uh, I like to like, like I have, I want to spend a little money to, so I could buy my candy, you know, and uh, it, it, it's pretty, it's a pretty different feeling of, because um, when I was growing up, I was, not privileged to have a lot of things. We have to work things to get to get it, you know. And I used to uh, do a lot of washing for for you know. At three years old, I know how to iron, and I learned from it. It's, I came to the state. I was I was able to use it on my business, and I was really good at it I, so I I was thinking oh even though I I went through that hard time but actually it's a, it's a wonderful thing because I have it since. It, it prepared you it's uh, we, we call that in modern time well not even modern times but we call that hustlers you you got you got your hustle on you were able to take that skill and bring it into a work situation where you could create resource for yourself yeah. and opportunity. And people were were so happy with my service that they said I was the best ironer in Springfield. Okay, I want to talk about that because I know you've got this foundation of simplicity and gratitude. And then you put that into your work. Like, I mean, 
can you share a little bit about what's going on in your head when you're ironing, when you're really like putting your your heart into that and the outcome that that people enjoy? Well, when I was when I'm ironing, I'm uh, I take pride of it, so I do the best I can to please my customer, and it works because they give me the words of you know joy they they're always thankful and they always use words that makes me feel wonderful so I look at oh my goodness even though of all this time I went through all the hardship in life it's so nice that people really appreciate you and that's not just ironing that is yeah. just the core of who you are that you've brought even into working as a certified nurse assistant where you deemed yourself the professional yes butt wiper right I know. but you know like you were wiping seniors yeah. that could not take care of themselves you were you were providing care and i w- I, w- I also take pride on that because you know people look at them as ooh you that's your job to wipe butts no there's more to it than that because when you're cleaning somebody's skin, it's, not, it's like you have to do it the right way. There's so many art on everything. Right. So, you know. Uh, I can't believe we're talking about the art of butt wiping, but you are, <laughs> you're taking pride. You're taking pride and. It's not even funny. It's, it, well, some people it's funny, sure. but when it's your job and it's your bread and butter you have to do your very best to to do the service that they deserve Mm -hmm. i I think there's also an element that um is required to not just about money but um there's humility and compassion involved with that yes exactly humility and kindness and because 23 years or longer than that um, is, I learned a lot. I did a lot, a lot of people, you know, so I have so much experience. And people are, you got to be gentle, you got to be respectful. Be, you, you have to also use with kindness and, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of, because some people are, they have, that's their privacy thing, you mm-hmm. know. So. Yeah, so a lot of, it's a vulnerable, a vulnerable yeah. place yeah. that you're really um, creating a safety and and peace yeah. and comfort. I, I want to switch gears here a little bit and just, you know, just because I want to talk a little bit about your face, it's going to tell the story of your life. And when I've done this before, I... I hold a mirror up or I have held a reflection so you can see yourself because the listeners can't see yourself um, or see you. And um, so I I like to ask what you see in terms of features and even um, what you notice about expressions in your face, if you could describe that. Uh, And and it's, it can be a very confronting and vulnerable thing to see yourself in the mirror. Mm -hmm. I, I want to preface this by saying that one of the most 
the person that is saying the most powerful things in your life is yourself. So even though people don't want to look in the mirror, it puts us in a state of reactivity if we're relying on external validation for people to tell us what they see. It's really more of an empowering place to come from to know who you are and know what you see and everything else is a bonus. So oh, goodness. <laughs> now that I've said that, what, what, what do you see? Well, I don't, I'm getting old. That's for sure. <laughs> I always say age is relative and souls are yeah. timeless. So now, now that we've moved past that, <laughs> what do you see? <laughs> I also squirt my eyes. I, you, I, you, know. you squint? Is that yeah. what you said? Squint? Okay. So smaller eyes. Yeah. Okay. And I'm getting a line, so. Some lines? Okay. Yeah. Aging. And uh, Where are they particularly? Up here. Where, like, oh, oh, the nasolabial yeah. fold. Mm -hmm. So right from your um, edge nose. of your nose down um, to your mouth. To my mouth, yeah. Okay. I think those are, like, normal because I see a lot of people, when you smile a lot, that's put some lines in there yeah yeah okay is there anything else you want to point out uh well i don't i'm not happy with my aging anymore <laughs> all right well we'll we'll get to that so okay so I'll, I'll so so you said smaller eyes yeah and then you noticed some finer lines around your eyes mm -hmm. expression wise and then around the um, nose, you've got lines that draw from the edge of your nose down your mouth. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, yes. and, and let me tell you what I see in your face. Okay. Because I know I haven't read your face before, or at least to you. So, um, just at a glance. Um, so, so, the first thing that I see is, yeah, you've got deep set eyes. Mm -hmm. And there is a, a warmth and a kindness to them that um, I see. Well, thank you. And then I also see, um, I, I see everything else you're saying, but I also want to point out down below, we call these jowls. Mm -hmm. It's the fleshy part that's plump um, at the lower cheek area. So I'll tell you what that means. And then you also have a little hook in the eyes and the inner canthus. I don't know oh, if you saw nice. that. There, It's angled like... Um, Are you about this one here? Yes, like the hook right here. Do you oh, see that? I see that. Okay, let me let me tell you what those mean. Since you pointed that out, I... Look, haven't, okay. You haven't noticed that about your face no, before? No, no. Okay. Not at all. Okay, no. so, so let me tell you what this means. Okay. So, first of all, your eyes being smaller set. Oh, 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 and let me rewind one more thing. I measured the three zones of your face right before we started. Remember? You, oh, yes. And you were curious, what was I doing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'll tell you, um, out of the three zones, from hairline to in between the brows, and then from in between the brows to right below the nose, and then right below the nose to right underneath the jaw. So there's the first zone is the hair, the hairline to um, in between the brows. The second zone is the in between the brows to the nose and then the third zone mm -hmm. is below the nose to the jaw so this the top is called the mental the second is called the practical and then the third zone is called the emotional guess which zone was the largest on you 
Is it the emotional? Your emotional zone. Yes. Yeah. So um, I can tell. <laughs> I mean, you know this I'm, about yourself. I'm doing. I just did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so that zone is um, more prevalent on you, yeah. which uh, when you are thinking about how you re- respond in the world and how you are in the world, let that be. I invite you to let that be a place of accepting how you experience the world, that mm-hmm. it, it is okay yeah. to be an, an emotional being and versus mental in your head or practical uh, thinking about what makes sense. Emotional yeah. is sensory experiences and feeling enthusiasm and really like embracing um, energy and motion. So I think those are, I like that better because it's more like deeper about you. It, it allows you to accept yeah. versus resist and cr- criticize and feel like it's not okay, yeah. which makes it, you know, like even in the beginning of this conversation, you were having this battle, I could tell in your face, of where you didn't really want to cry and you were worried about expressing yourself whereas now mm-hmm. if you allow yourself to just accept like i am an emotional being that's how i process information and uh it's one of my strengths yeah and once you allow yourself to settle into that it makes it a lot more manageable yeah because because it i was more the mental in the your mental head. i i it's like I'm analyzing mm-hmm. things, yeah. and I don't want to be that way. I want to be the emotion to me is like uh, it's what's come out. You don't it's expression. You don't filter, right? Because to me, the mind you filter it. Yeah, the mind can trick us. Yeah. So, so um, what I see in your eyes, there is a bit of an analytical calculating piece here and so this when your eyes are small there is um, a tendency to really just observe and notice things and I know you have a special talent for this (laughs) where you are noticing (laughs) I do I and this shows up in your eyes you notice what's around you um, but your special talent is you don't let other people notice that you're you're watching yes how do you know? That's exactly what I do. I, I, you don't, it's not like, I won't use the word pretending because that's can be negative. It's like, I watch everything. I, because I used to do that at work. I watch very closely all my patients. So mm-hmm. I've learned to be more alert with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they're connected to it, too. Because I got used to always watch, like, a, I like the word they say, it's when you are like an eagle, you're watching your little, this hawk, and what, you know, uh, your baby, you're protecting your baby. <laughs> You know, so that's, I watch, I'm watching like, like a hawk, they you're, call it. You're in observer mode. Yeah. Okay. So the other part of your eye that I noticed, that inner canthus that hooks in, in mm-hmm. that I know you said, you, you shared, you've never really noticed that when you look at yourself. So when this area in the corner of your eyes has a hook, and I have it too, uh, what this can represent is 
your ability to cut people with words. So even if you don't intend to, you can say things that can be so piercing mm -hmm. and really like hit people in a way that is hurtful. So it's one of those things where you can be conscious about it and, you know, and, and be considerate. Mm -hmm. um, or you can not be aware of that and, and not realize how wounded people can be by the power of your words. Yeah. Does that resonate? Yeah. Like, I think what you're trying to say is like, if I can balance it out, the way how I observe people and then kind of tune down my person. Well, before I make any assumptions, have you ever, have you noticed when people, uh, have you noticed anybody express that they were hurt by something you said? In S intensely hurt. Some, some did. Uh, some of them, I think they are not sharing it, maybe, I don't know, or not being open about it. So, I'm, have I with you? And I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure I did. Well, we're, we're working on that, Mom, yeah. but it's, it's all good. Yeah, well, you know, I, I've shared this with before. I know you were just trying to get me to fit into, um, being an American with Filipino blood. And, you know, part of that looked like doing my best to fit in by even just my presentation. So I think we have healed past that. I, I even told you when I was pregnant with Jasmine, that challenge for me is has inspired my business, my business name, Project Gorgeous, mm -hmm. to, you know, accept who you are, radically accept who you are by, that's why we're doing what we're doing now and looking in the mirror and yeah. seeing, you know. Um, Facing the reality of really who you are. And and not looking through the lens of criticism, yes. looking through the lens of love. And knowing that we have these tendencies, that's what Chinese face reading is about. We have these tendencies and we came here to experience lessons uh, at the same point in time, being aware, are we on track or is there a lesson we need to learn that we're, if we don't, we're going to continue to relive or um, is there something that we are not living in alignment with, you know, like case in point talking about embracing who you are emotionally like how can you live the rest of your life now if you so choose in your heart to say it's okay for me to be emotional what would that what would life look like yeah you know well i think those are part of what we that we have to have emotional or it won't be the world would be so different and not caring like, it's just like we're, nothing is serious, you know. So, to me, emotion is a really a big thing, a part of people's life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, the last two things I want to talk about with your face that I saw. Okay, so you talk, so one thing I mentioned was these um, jowls the here, the fleshiness. Yeah. So, these are called money bags in Chinese face reading. 
And it doesn't necessarily mean money. It just means resource. Yeah. So you have an ample amount of flesh in this region that says you are resourceful. Mm-hmm. So no matter what you have or don't have, you will make the best of this. And you talked about that in your foundation. This is something I want to reflect to you. If you ever feel like you're in fear of not having enough, trust, and it's in the design of your face that you will find a way to make the best with your resources. Exactly. And I'm, you're right about that, though. Because from the time I was little, I was always like, Save, save, and I rather have taking care of other people than myself, you know, to be prepared for things. I'm always, you know, it's in your way. it's in your nature and it's in your yeah. DNA. And then the last piece about your face is are these lines here that we talked about running uh, down mm-hmm. the sides of your cheeks from your nose um, down towards your mouth. These are called purpose lines. And you mentioned, Smiling, like you, you know, you know, it's natural for people to form these from smiling. Mm-hmm. So people form these, especially in their 50s. And that's a great sign that you are on track to live out your purpose. Yeah. So, so with that in mind, what would you say your purpose has been? My purpose, um, my world from the time I was young and now is to um, help others to see that life is wonderful, that life is full of goodness and as long as we have see that um, and trying to be the best a bit, to share people with kindness, with love. And I know I have to work on myself about forgiveness. That's the biggest thing for me. Cause, but I come a long way with that. I and When you talk about forgiveness, is there some someone in particular? Yeah, it's, I mean, we don't have time with all this, but, you know, but I'm working on it. I'm working with my sister with that. In fact, this morning, we just, in the backyard, we just talk about our, you know, back in Philippines. And I think the more we talk about it and open, we can let go. But sometimes she is not willing because she she's don't want to. Like I'm talking negative. I said, no, I'm not talking negative. Let's not talk about it. It's like she want to stop me. So how can we heal mm-hmm. and move on if we don't talk about it and see why I feel that way? Why where I'm coming from? with my with my action or what I said, you know, sometimes you have to express that. Mm-hmm. And 
I'm more expressive now than before because that's one thing about the difference about being in the U.S. You'll have all this opportunity about learning a lot of things, the freedom to do things. And that's why well, I love this country. I really do. You feel like you were given that. Yeah, there's a lot of things that we have to learn on this this country so much. We are privileged. I've been in a lot of places. This is the best country, but you have to make it good if you want it to. But some don't look at it that way. But we that feel that way and see what we can do, we, we, we can only share the best to others to make it best. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I can tell how inspired and grateful you are to be here. I do want to ask you, and I've asked everyone this so far, like, what do you think that humanity needs most right now? Oh, goodness. Humanity needs a lot of things to heal. I mean, they... If you're going to pick one thing, what would you think humanity needs most right now? U.S., Philippines, all around the world. I would say it's like to, to see as one that we know that we are created and privileged to be here and to share that we have the hope of being um, together as one with peace and love. And I want to teach my granddaughter that, but my granddaughter is so privileged because she is the generation she has. She have good parents that care and love. And that's where the start is from the parents. So you're talking about unity. Yes. Humanity needs unity. Mm -hmm. I, I heard something about um, honoring our differences while still being in unity. The other day and that just really struck me you know because some people say they don't see color or they don't see gender they don't see sexual preference or orientation um i feel like we do need to honor those differences and still and, and let those be a, a part of the fabric of this huge blanket we call humanity yes so yeah. un unity is what you're saying unity, unity. as the word Thank you. And, and with unity, that starts within us mm -hmm. because how we talk to ourselves, what we say to ourselves is really the energy we bring to our environment. So um, just to final wrap this up, what woman do you see in this mirror? I feel like I courageous woman because I was able to share and I think you got me through the things, most of, of it. You helped me out to express 
what I feel. And I wasn't allowed to express before. So what do you want to say to this woman in the mirror? This woman is is thankful that um, I made it through all this time everything. I'm 61 years old. I've seen it already. So I am privileged to be able to be here and talking about this. And being, I always thought I was weak and that no, to me to do this is actually made me strong. I am strong. Yes, I am strong. Yay! Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Humanity Speaks podcast. With the rise of social media engagement and video conference calls, many people are feeling more self-conscious about seeing themselves face on. I believe that if you love yourself when you see yourself, you elevate humanity which is why I've created programs to help people love who they see in the mirror. I want to show you how to look at yourself with love, compassion, and acceptance so you can share your strengths, presence, and talents with pride. The best part is we can work together one-on-one in a group program or even in person. Simply visit MarianneTelkovsky.com or follow me on Instagram at MarianneTelkovsky and we can get started right now on your path to radical self-acceptance, healthy aging, and building your radiant energy. Until next time, signing off, this is Marianne Talkovsky with Humanity Speaks.